Till I'm Tiptoed You Dot com The podcast about pop culture Black history and spirituality Yeah It's about to be a great vibe Dr. Tip Gonna take it away Till I'm Tiptoed You Hey y'all, hey, it's your girl Tip. Thank you for joining me for another edition of Tell Em Tip Told You. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Uh, I've missed you. It's been a couple of weeks, so I feel like we have to catch up. So here's what I want to cover today. I want to talk about why I refuse to listen to Kunye's album. <laughs> why that may seem a little hypocritical, but um, when I tell you why you should go see Harriet. I'm going to uh, talk about some things that I've got going on. And then, you know, we have to talk about women's bodies and sexuality and this T.I. foolishness, but what it reveals to us in the increasing um, era of sex trafficking that's happened, um, just a lot of stuff there. And I don't want to get ahead of myself, so let me just jump right in. Y'all, so you have allowed this man to praise Donald Trump. Wear Make America Great Again hats. And my ultimate, you let this man talk about how slavery was a choice. And now you want to listen to his gospel album? For why? For why? You know, I know that we aren't supposed to judge other people's walk. But the, the word says a tree is known by the fruit it bears. And he is still incredibly problematic. He brought a white Jesus out on stage the other day. All, listen, listen, listen. You know, I I truly do not believe that the creator in its infinite wisdom would want this album to be celebrated in communities that are suffering under the hand of people that Kanye praises. I just, I don't, I really don't believe that in my heart. It comes across as incredibly opportunistic. Let me tell you, Kanye is smart. All right. He'll tell you that himself. Kanye is a very smart man. And he realized that y'all were angry with him because of the MAGA stuff. Right. So what did he do? He hit you at your sweet spot. He knows black people love good music and they love to praise the Lord. He hit you there. He he manipulated you. And the fact that some of you have voluntarily allowed yourself to be manipulated for whatever reason is amazing to me. That you can overlook the damaging and disrespectful rhetoric that comes from this man's mouth and be okay with it because he put some... Gospel songs to a nice beat. Like, I don't understand. And from what I'm, I'm, I'm hearing from people who've listened. Now, I'm telling you, I ain't going to listen. So don't send me no email telling me why I should. I, I'm not going to listen. But for those people who have, I'm hearing that it's mediocre at best. So you saw yourself for what? Like, I think there is a need for, um, and we can't talk about Kanye without talking about quote unquote cancel culture. I think there is a need to once we identify someone who is dangerous to our well-being that we do indeed 
Even the Bible talks about shake the dust from your feet and depart from them. Right? That's the Bible. That's biblical. So once Kanye started that foolishness about slavery being voluntary and what he said on Howard's campus about how about next time we just not stand together when they throw the nets, that trivializing the, the experiences of our ancestors should be the line that we do not allow to be crossed. Like at that point, well, we should have been done a long time ago, but that should have been the ultimate, you know what, this brother's gone. I'm not a mental health professional, so I don't have to work with him. <laughs> I don't have to have him in my circle. I don't have to have him in my square. Like I, I don't understand why black folk tend to be so forgiving of black men. This is exactly, he pulled the Robert Kelly card. He did what Aura did. You know, when we saw that tape with that young girl, I know I wasn't the only person who saw the tape, so yeah. When you saw the tape with the young girl back in, what was that, the 90s? And then he came out with, I believe I can fly. A lot of Negroes forgot about the young girl because he had this inspirational song out. So Kanye's not dumb. He, know, he knows that this formula has worked before for, for black men. And we've allowed it to work again. I've seen people defending his presence in churches and defending black folk who are so opening and welcoming to him. It is disgusting to me. And it's not lost on me how y'all Negroes did Chrisette Michelle. And I don't, I still don't listen to Chrisette Michelle because of her um, participating in Trump's inauguration. But I'm equal opportunity. You see how the gender doesn't matter. I'm done with both of them. Y'all got me ready to forgive, forgive Chrisette just because y'all are forgiving all these black men. I don't understand how you even listen to it. I don't because I, I can't to me listening to Kanye would be the same as listening to somebody lie on God. And I'm not going to do that. I will shake the dust from my feet and I will depart from them. All right. Now, that might sound slightly hypocritical when I tell you that this foolishness, this brouhaha around the Harriet film. Listen, y'all Negroes make my teeth itch. You let one or two people on Twitter convince you that this film about a real black savior revolved around a white savior. Now, anyone who's seen the film for themselves can't keep up that argument. That's that's the irritating point to me. Anyone who comes out their mouth with that foolishness is very clear to me that you were what Wade Nobles calls transubstantive error. Meaning you are repeating an error. In this case, you're repeating a lie and the lie is spreading through transubstantive error. You're making the same mistake others have made. And that is you're repeating a lie. There is no white savior in that film. If you watch the film for yourself, right? I don't want you to call this a spoiler because some of this stuff you should know from history, all right? If you watch the film yourself, the the scene that they are trying to say is a white savior scene is the scene of a slave owner protecting his financial interest. It has nothing to do with protecting Harriet's humanity. It has to do with him protecting his financial interest. If you have been following the plot of the film, he says later in the film how he was wanting to torture her. 
You can't do that if she's dead. Right? You can't torture somebody who's dead. This is what he was doing. He was not saving her. And anyone who watched the film knows that. But a few black folk on Twitter repeated the same lie. And whole whole groups of FOTEP people have decided they can't go see this movie because it's historically inaccurate. But you watch Django. I mean, come on, y'all. Really? A part of it, I think, is some misogynoir. That many of us just don't think the best of black women. And this film is a woman-centered film created by a, fem- uh, a woman historian, you know, informed by a woman historian's work. You, you got a director and scriptwriters who are black women. You've got the lead character who is a black woman. And I think that that is part of our tendency not to trust it. Not our. That ain't no inclusive hour. I'm not. I trust it. I trust black women implicitly. Even if, and we know Cynthia has said some very problematic things about Africans born in the United States. House and ever. When I see that film, all I can do is pray that the spirit of the woman she was portraying touches her heart in a different kind of way. Nobody's considering that perhaps playing this role may allow her to see more humanity and more of our story in those of us born in diaspora, right? I, when, I, when I hear the critiques about what she has said, you know, we can critique what she said. I do, right? But I can separate the person from the art in this case because my prayer is that spirit will convict her. If you watch the film and you know anything about history, Harriet was incredibly spiritual. Are we to believe I might be stepping on some toes. Are we to believe well, well let me just say it this way. We learned in high school energy is neither created nor destroyed. Are we to, to believe that the intense explosive energy that was Mother Harriet can't touch this woman who was portraying her? I refuse to believe that. And if you see the film, you see why I refuse to believe that. So let me say that if you are teetering on the line of whether or not to go see Harriet, let me just say, one, there is no white savior in the film. Two, we can pray that Mother Harriet's spirit affects Cynthia so that she doesn't repeat the kind of foolishness that has come out of her mouth before. And let me touch number three, the black bounty hunter. Unlike what we have seen on Twitter, let me be the one who has seen the film to tell you that he is not the central antagonist. He is an antagonist, but he's not the central antagonist. Okay? He is not the main villain in the film. That's very clear to anyone who's seen the film. Now, let me also say this. While his particular character may have been fictionalized, It is a real life historical fact that there were indeed black bounty hunters. You have to remember how much money was on the heads of some of these runaways, some of these self-liberators. There was a lot of money tied to their capture. And there have always been, as there are now, black folk in the community that will sell you out for a coin. We just finished talking about one. 
So it is not historically inaccurate to have a black bounty hunter in the film. I can't believe, you can't believe that Harriet made as many trips down south as she did and not encountered not a single black person who was dangerous to her. See, in storytelling, you have to distill characters down to symbols. You can't, somebody said, you know, I was upset because they didn't show her childhood and they didn't show her get hit in the head with the weight and they didn't show this and they didn't. The woman lived for 91 years. You cannot tell her whole story in the span of a film. It's impossible. And storytelling requires symbols. So while Bigger Long may not have been a real historical character, he is the distillation of a real historical phenomenon that continues to exist and that we have to deal with. Like, I'm convinced that that's why some of these black men who tell us not to watch the film really don't want us to watch the film. Because it causes us to think about black male exploitation Did you hear that? All right. I, I, you, you know, go see the film. Go see the film. Let me tell you something. I study history. I study history. You know, this is what I do. And you and if you've listened to this podcast, you know, I'm extremely protective of story. I'm telling you, go see the film. Let me t- let me say this also. Let me tell you what worries me about this. This brouhaha around the film. When we learned that Russian bots had influenced the election by having these fake Twitter accounts, and I I thought most of our people would be above that. But what I realized, just based on some of the conversations about the film, is that black folk, there are some black folk who need media literacy training. You believe too much of what you see on the Internet. And you don't have the self-directed determination to, to figure things out for yourself. Let me tell you, I'm also discerning of who posts what. Every, I, I carefully, some of you have heard me talk about, I carefully curate my social media. I don't just add, every friend request I get is not accepted. And sometimes I accept them and then a couple of weeks later I delete you because you bought some foolishness. I, I try to curate because that's I, it's my release. Social media is a lot of my release. Um, I use it for business purposes, things like that. So I don't want a whole lot of foolishness on my feed. Because of that, I happen to have a lot of connection to black women scholars. People who have dedicated their lives to learning and to sharing information about, about black history and culture. Every single black woman scholar on my feed was in praise of the film. I tr- I said earlier, I trust black women implicitly. So guess what? I went to see the film for myself. And I think we really have to unpack why so many of us, women included, were so ready to believe the worst of this film. Now, Thinking about Harriet and thinking about the first episode of The Watchmen and the reaction to it, here's what I do know. We are not spending enough time in black history. Learning about it, interrogating it, figuring out how it affects contemporary life and society, we don't spend enough time doing that. 
And I'm, I'm going to say more about that later. But, <clears throat> excuse me, just know that I don't think we spend enough time doing it. For those who, could, who are Christian, the New Testament opens with whom begat, whom begat, whom begat, whom begat, whom. History is important enough to record in your sacred scripture. If you practice a traditional African religion, our prayers are full of our lineage, spiritual and bloodline. History is important. You cannot, I don't understand how you can be a black person and not understand the importance of how critical it is to know one's history and to talk about it with other people. This is why I created the Sankofa Sessions, right? I'm going to put some information about the Sankofa Sessions in my show notes today. But I want you all to really, it doesn't have to be with me, but just be more intentional about interrogating your history. Some of you fell for the okadoke because you didn't know they were black bounty hunters. Do you understand what I'm saying? We have to begin to do that. We have to begin to do that. All right. So I want to move from that. Kind of. Because this misogynoir is a common thread throughout today. And it is uh, T.I. and his foolishness. We're going to the gynecologist with his daughter. Not only is that incredibly intrusive. It is violent. I don't care what nobody says. It is violent to coerce a young lady into signing consent forms for you to be in the room to have her hymen checked. Not only is that violent, it's ignorant as all get out. Listen, what sex ed class did you miss? The hymen don't tell you nothing. You can break a hymen from vigorous exercise, from riding a bicycle or a horse, falling down and you can... Break your hymen and all kinds. Some women don't even have them, right? Or they're very thin or they already have an opening in them. It doesn't tell you anything about virginity. And even if it did, it is incredibly violent and ignorant to perform a hymen test. What kind of barbaric, savage, listen, and then you got the nerve to tell the child business all over social media? Setting her up for predators? I, I just questioned a whole lot of parenting here. But more than I've questioned his parenting, I'm questioning all the black folk who are in support of this foolishness. Like what? I, I just, what? 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 And the black women adults in her life, her mother, her stepmother, why would you allow that to happen? Like, when we got home, you remember in the color purple where Celie told Mr. We going to sit around and whoop your ass. That's how I felt. T.I. should have come home from that interview and every female in his family should have been there with a belt and whooped his natural ass for violating that young lady in the way that he has. It's ridiculous. And we're not going to talk about the hypocritical nature of him applauding and laughing when his sons engage in sex who are younger than her. But not, listen, a woman's body belongs to the woman herself. Not to her father, not to her husband, not even to her children. A woman's body is hers. 
and for him to call. And I want to know who this doctor is. Like, as far as I know, doctors are like, you know, I'm an educator. Educators are mandated reporters. So if I suspect abuse, I report it. So I'm trying to figure out who this doctor is, because I know they're also mandated reporters. Who this doctor is that allows a father to coerce a young woman into signing a consent form to perform a virginity check. And you ain't reported that to nobody. That's y'all. Woo. We got work to do. We got to start protecting our women and young girls. And we got to start trusting this young lady. She has a right to have sex when she's ready to have sex. How about that? She's 18. Isn't that what it said? She was 18. She's an adult now. Now, if you don't want her to have sex, parent, then you need to talk to her about why you might not want her to have sex. But understand that as that is her decision to make. You want it to be an informed decision. I understand and I get that. Sex can be dangerous with the wrong people. But ultimately, that is her body, her choice. And we should not be around here taking light of such abusive behavior. This is why when I hear about the Clark Atlanta University student killed by allegedly her roommate and a boy that had impressed upon himself in, in, in trying to force kisses and gropes and things like that. Y'all, it is a dangerous time. It has always been a dangerous time to be a black woman. Let me make that clear. It is always, and let me go back to Harriet for a second. Harriet, y'all said y'all were tired of slave movies. And I think this director heard you and slavery was more a backdrop in this film that I think it should have been. But it made it more bearable to some people who can't watch the violent nature of slavery. But if you could not read that there was an, an non-consensual relationship between the owner and Harriet, I don't know what you're paying attention to. So it has always been, <coughs> excuse me, it has always been dangerous to be a black woman in this society. We've got to start, and this is to my sisters, we all we got. Like, time and time again, brothers have let us down. Now, I'm not saying all brothers. I am the daughter of a very good man, the niece of very good men, the sister of a very good man, the aunt of growing good boys. So I know that there are good black men. Please don't take what I'm saying to some type of gross generalization. But by and large, the people who make my life more whole are black women in the last two or three weeks phone calls just phone calls with black women have saved my life in terms of my spiritual and mental well-being and so sisters we have got to become more intentional about establishing networks to help young women come come to us listen Fanika Miller, one of my good friends, I, she, okay, so I told you I do Sankofa sessions, again, tagged in the show notes. I'm also going to tag um, Fanika's organization, My Sister's Keeper, is a nonprofit that works with, with um, 
young girls, she exposes them to all kind of financial literacy, political literacy, social engagement. I mean, culture, history, just she is on it. Right. So she brought them to my Sankofa session last week and we went to see Harriet as a group. We sisters have got to start having more time with our young ladies. I don't know how else to say that, but we all we got and we have to create some safety nets around our children and our young women. Now, that includes there need to be some self-defense courses. There need to be some cooking courses. There need to be gun training courses. I mean, we need to be it needs to be more than. And I do this on the side, so I'm not I'm not knocking anybody. You know, I'm a life coach, but it needs to be more than a woman's empowerment brunch. Train me how to buy and invest in real estate. Train me how to use herbs and food to heal my body. Train me how to protect myself using jujitsu or some other martial art. Not just, let's just dress up and have some nice mimosas on Sunday morning. Like, sisters, we have got to be more intentional about creating institutions that protect not only our girls, but our entire communities. We're all we Harriet didn't wait on the Quakers to come do her work. Harriet didn't. I, I thought they did a phenomenal. I'm not trying to tell a movie, but when John Brown is just a, like an extra side, when Frederick Douglass, you just recognize him because of his hair. They don't really have no speaking parts. That come on, you can't tell me that film is about anybody else but the central character who is supposed to be about and for historically that's who we got to turn to yeah santiwa we got to turn to harriet we got to turn to nanny of the maroons this is who we turn to and we got to be ready to step into those shoes sister so i'm just on that this is you know this is these are the things that are on my mind i got some quick ads i'm gonna play because some other stuff is on my mind and i want us to do better in 2020 so i got some things that are coming up I'm going to drop information in the show notes. And I really, y'all, I really, 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 I am. Let me tell you, I was listening to a podcast. I listen to the Secret to Success podcast routinely. Some of you know I have an hour and a half commute to work. So I'm ingesting podcasts or audiobooks because I want to feed myself more than just good music. There's nothing wrong with good music. I still listen to good music in the car when I'm traveling in the city, but when I'm commuting for work, it is a learning process. Um, so I listened to the secret to success podcast and, and one of, I don't even remember who was saying it, but they talked about in a game during halftime, the coach makes adjustments. And I really believe at this point in my life, I'm my birthday is this week. Y'all I turned 46 Thursday. So I'm at a point in my life where there is there is supposed to be an adjustment, right? I can't, if I want to do more in my community, then I've got to do more in my community. And so there are some real changes that are about to happen. I'm very excited about them. Again, I got some um, quick little ads for you to listen to. Make sure if I can do anything to help you, or if you have any questions or complaints about today's episode, send me an email to Dr. Tip at tellemtiptoldyou.com. You can always find me on Instagram at Tiffany D PhD, or you can find me on Facebook at Tell em Tip Told You. Um, I look forward to hearing from you guys. Have a good one. Take care. Tell them Tip Told You. <laughs>